We're a unique podcast for families of faith. Produced by parents and pastors who understand and appreciate how hard it is to maintain your faith in a hostile culture. We're here to encourage and support you in the most vital role of all, parenting. If you're feeling overwhelmed and afraid, it's okay. You're not alone. Brilliantly Brave is hosted by two honest and engaging dads with nine kids between them. A road tripper, author, and pastor, Father Brad Mathias, and iShine founder, solo parenting expert, and all-around foodie, Mr. Robert Beeson. Join us each week as we explore and engage with some of the most intriguing, inspiring, outrageous, and awesome parents in the world. This is Brilliantly Brave. Hi, it's Pastor Brad, and I'm here to welcome you to Season 3 of Brilliantly Brave Parenting. And I'm uh, in studio with Robert Beeson. Yes, we are. Hey, Brad, how are you? See, I was very nice. You were nice. I didn't change my tone. You're maturing. Yeah. You're maturing. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You got your big boy pants on. My big boy pants today. (laughs) Uh, We have a special guest. We have uh, a young lady by the name of Carol McLeod. She's the head of Just Joy Ministries, and she's a prolific author, speaker. She's uh, very, very active in the area of the family, and in particular, uh, motherhood. So welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting, Carol. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. And I like you already because you said I was young. So we're already (laughs) best friends. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I really enjoyed reading your bio. I can tell you've been very active. You've You've been very uh, involved in the family, and the only thing that I was a little concerned about is the fact that you're an ACC basketball fan. I was oh, little, just honey, a little I, concerned about that. Oh, we our family is ridiculous. We just love ACC basketball. Who do you cheer for? Well, you know, we are in Tennessee. So oh, the, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so right now it's the split between <laughs> Vanderbilt and, and uh, UT, so we, you know. We don't have football, so we have to well, root for something. You know, if you want to leave the dark side, we would welcome you to ACC. <laughs> just saying. Well, that's awesome. I, you know, I was looking at your website earlier today and just kind of reading a little bit of your bio. And you say that you're a Chris, Christmasaholic, and I, am. Uh, I think I might be a, a afflicted similarly. Um, I think you're right. Brad is very yeah. much. He he actually believes he's Santa Claus on some level, and so. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The man buys gifts like you would not believe. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm the recipient of the gifts, so there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's right. Yeah, you know, October 1st is a national holiday for our family because it's the first official day of Christmas music season. And hmm. when I would hold my newborn babies in my arms, I have five of them. First, I would sing, Jesus Loves Me. And then I would sing, I'll be home for Christmas because it's the McLeod family theme song. And so now they're grown and gone. The nerve of those kids, they left me. <laughs> but uh, every morning on October the 1st, I call all of their cell phones and I sing to them, I'll be home for Christmas, just to remind them what the priority is. <laughs> Very well done. Nice. Yes. Absolutely. I like her. Yes, I do too. Yeah, I think she's pretty pretty she's awesome. She's one of us. Yeah. She's I am. A, she's a Christmas elf. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's Mrs. Claus. That's right. Yeah. Well, Carol, I'm looking at your uh, bio. It talks about the fact that you've written six books, uh, The Rooms of a Woman's Heart, Defiant Joy. Is that correct? Yes. 
Defiant Joy. With mm-hmm. Thomas Nelson, which is a great publisher. And then Holy Estrogen. I can't. Yeah. I love that title. I can't help but love that title. Uh, Isn't that great? <laughs> I am, uh, I'm living with someone who needs to read that, I think. Oh, I'll uh, <laughs> I've been uh, married 27 years. I have my first grandchild this year. So I'm entering into a new season of Empty Nest. Robert has six children in a blended family, and his are still mostly at home. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's changing. They're, they're, it's changing yeah. every year. Yeah. It's just like a, a constant drip out into the world. You're yeah, mo- the, go the ahead. The thing I tell all moms is, you know, one thing you can be sure of is that they will grow up and leave you. They will not always, you know, interrupt your sleep. They, they will not always mess up your houses. They will not always put a death grip around your legs. <laughs> Kids, grow up. And so enjoy the years you're in. That's so cool. true. It's uh, it's definitely something to get accustomed to. I know, Brad, you've you've had a few more years, but for me, this is. I think it's been two and a half years since uh, my oldest have moved on, and it's it's really weird. Like Christmas, and it's it's a definite adjustment. So, what mm-hmm. you just said absolutely resonates with me. I mean, just it has re kind of focused me to enjoy what I do have. I'm not quite as picky as I was about. Okay, that's out of place. That's out of place, and kind of reoriented my focus onto like really enjoying the moments and really connecting as opposed to trying to maintain some kind of, I don't know, elusive, perfect house or sanity. Right. You know, I think I was a better mom to my younger ones than I was to my older ones hmm. because I appreciated the season I was in yeah. to a greater degree and I was more relaxed. Um, but I always tell moms, you know, motherhood is when the the days never end, but the years fly by. Hmm. And, and from my perspective, looking at motherhood in the rear view mirror, how true that is, you know, where did it go? Um, where did 18 birthday parties go and 18 summer vacations and mm. 18 Christmas mornings? They go. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah. it's so important to live in the moment and, and to not be ruled by your frustrations. Um, you know, I, I, life is seasonal, especially for a woman. Mm. And what I tell moms all the time is, listen, don't be shoveling snow when you should be planting flowers. <laughs> know what season you're in and act appropriately to that season. And and for those moms or dads who are listening today and who have kids at home, hey, be all in. Put the screens away. Um, put the phone away. Be all in to the season you're in because it's not going to last forever. Hmm. That's such yeah, a good reminder. Good. I love that quote. Don't be shoveling snow when you should be planting flowers. Yeah. What a great yeah. quote. Um, yeah. You know, as as parents, it sounds like we have similar uh, seasons and path that we're on. I'm I'm noticing the titles of your books, and the thing that I really enjoy is the fact that you're you're moving past surviving parenthood to focus on how you can thrive in parenting. And I think that's a really important distinction. I know a lot of parents, especially the ones that are listening to our podcast are probably just trying to figure out how to survive this week. Um, They're overwhelmed. They're discouraged. They may feel uh, depressed. A lot of moms feel depressed. And I I can't help but think that your books would be a tremendous resource for the the parent right now who's struggling. Um, I know you've got a couple of new books coming out. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. um, I had a book come out February 1st, uh, Brad, and the name of it was Pass the joy, please. I love that. 
and it's passing the joy of motherhood from generation to generation. Um, you know, I speak so often at MOPS groups and at parenting conferences and seminars, and and what I've noticed is that we have lost the joy of parenting, and of course, in my particular case of motherhood. Mm. And so I just wanted to, to kindle that afresh and anew in the next generation. I, I want to make sure that they realize the significant calling to which they have been called. You know, I believe that what happens in your home at your street address is is infinitely more important than what happens at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Hmm. I believe that the decisions you make in your home are eternally more important than what Congress decides on any given day. And and the power that mothers have been given to change the world is exponential. And, and it ricochets from generation to generation. And so it's important for voices like mine and voices like yours to tell young parents, you are enough. Mm. And what you are doing is so significant. Wall Street doesn't understand Oak Street and and what you're doing within the walls of your home. Listen, somebody's going to raise the next Billy Graham, so why not you? Hmm. Somebody's going to raise the kid who discovers the cure for cancer, so why not you? And for goodness sakes, will someone raise a man or a woman who can be a person of value and be our president? Will someone do Hmm. that? Yeah, Um, quickly, please. Yes, quickly, like yesterday. <laughs> um, but, but I don't want mothers to get lost in the dishes and in the laundry and in the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I want them to know what they're doing is important to heaven, mm-hmm. that heaven sees them and heaven is applauding them as they go for walks and use sidewalk chalk and have glitter on their kitchen floor. Mm. These are good days. Yeah. So enjoy them. Yeah. I think that there's so much power in what you just said. I, It's easy for us to get caught up in, you know, social media can be a, a really difficult thing to counteract because we look at the highlight reels of everybody else and we start measuring ourselves against everybody else's households or what they cook or what they look like. And we start focusing on our family and go, well, we're not quite there. There's still dishes in the sink. There's still whatever. And so we are on this, this rat race of trying to keep up with something that actually doesn't exist. It's just a highlight reel. And instead of like living in the mess and in enjoying the presence of our kids, other human beings that we are charged with raising, instead of being present with them, we are constantly kind of trying to connect all the dots and those things, they don't really matter. So I love that you're reorienting us to the connection that happens in the home because that I couldn't agree more. I I was a single dad for eight years and I found myself and I was raising three girls on my own full time. Bravo. I salute you. Well, thank you. There are, there are many single parents out there that are in the same position, but um, the thing that I, I, I really woke up one day and said, you know, I am so task oriented that I'm not heart oriented. I'm I'm just I'm trying to keep all the things together instead of going, you know what? It's okay if the if this floor isn't swept today. I'm going to sit on the floor and open up some chocolate ice cream with my daughters and get some spoons and just eat it. I mean, let's do something that connects us 
and right. so that I can feed into their lives. And it was an important lesson for me to learn because as a single parent, you're trying to keep up with everything and you're, you know, half of the parent group. So, uh, so I love the, I love the fact that you're saying that even as moms feel overwhelmed because there are so many things to do, um, it's important to be reminded to find the joy in the moments, which is what I hear you saying. It is. And you know, I, I tell moms, listen, as far as I'm concerned, I do know how to count, but as far as I'm concerned, Pinterest and Instagram are four letter words. <laughs> Get rid of them and enjoy what's happening in your home. Celebrate the joy that is unique to your home. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's just so important to me as I try to pass the joy of motherhood to the younger generation. Hmm. And to really teach them to celebrate. You know, I I try to give them practical things to do. Like on St. Patrick's Day, serve green mashed potatoes. Hmm. Um, on April Fool's Day, serve hamburgers for breakfast and pancakes for supper. Um, but have a blast being a mom. Think of the things that you can do. On Fridays, what we used to do with our kids is we would put a laundry basket in the middle of the family room floor Friday morning. And we'd say, okay, fill it up with books. And when Friday night came, we would have a book party and we would read for hours and get through as many books as we could. And I'm telling you, the joy that happened there Mm -hmm. and the memories that happened there, it's worth more than gold to us now. Mm -hmm. It is worth more than pure gold to us. Yeah. Carol, you bring up uh, a really interesting sort of issue that's raised its head in families in the last decade. And that's this sort of hyper critiquing of each other that comes from the Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook culture. When you see someone else's life that seems to be perfect, you know, perfectly ordered, perfectly set up home, the latest white kitchen, the latest appliances. And so I think there's a lot of discontent and uh, real fatigue that can hit, uh, especially moms, when they look at their homes. How do you recommend um, today's mom to deal with something like that? When they're seeing something so perfect all the time, and then they're looking at their own life and feeling really inadequate and, and like they're missing out on something. Well, I think what one of you referenced a minute ago is so true that, you know, what we see on social media is merely a highlight reel. That's all it is. It's not reality. Uh, Reality is that we all have dishes in our sink. Reality is that um, we all don't take a shower every day. You know, (laughs) reality is that all of us have a mountain of laundry as high as Mount Everest on our family room couch. That that is reality. So let let's start dealing with that. Maybe we need to start a, a movement hashtag reality mom or something and, and show those pictures. I, I was just thinking the same thing. That would yeah. be really funny, actually. Hey, I think I'm going to do that. Be watching for it. Yeah. But, you know, and this is the danger. Whether you're a teenager and you're looking at the homecoming queen or whether you're a dad looking at somebody else's salary or whether you're a mom looking at somebody else's house, there is a serious danger in comparing yourself to somebody else. Mm. Um, Because if you compare yourself, you're either going to, in your own estimation, land better than they are, which is called pride, or you're going to land under them, which will cultivate a low self-esteem, neither of which are God's plan for your life. So we do not compare ourselves to anyone else, no matter what season of life 
we are in. You know, I, I tell young moms all the time, you are enough. And the reason you're enough is because you serve a very big God, that that the God who is in you is the same God who is in Esther and David and Paul and Peter. You have that same God inside of you. So you have his power to get through an ordinary day. Um, and, you know, one, one thing that I just really like to talk about is wringing the joy out of the ordinary. That as, as moms, we shouldn't live for the big events. Um, but let's let's live and make ordinary extraordinary. Let, let's take a normal day and have a picnic, have a breakfast picnic on on the floor with our kids. Mm-hmm. Let let's turn ordinary into extraordinary because you're there and because God is there and because you're enough to raise these kids that God has given to you. I think that's great. And I think it's also modeling for our kids the the appropriate perspective because they need to, you know, we do live from high to high to to a certain extent in this world. Like what's the next achievement or what's the next right. pleasurable thing that I can do or accomplishment instead of looking at the ordinary and and kind of recognizing the extraordinary in the ordinary. If we're doing that deliberately with our kids, we're not only – creating moments and memories, but we're also showing them how to do that because that's not something that I think we come about naturally in, in, especially in this society, we are kind of like driven to achieve or driven to find the next best thing or the high that we we're looking for instead of stopping and focusing on what's right in front of us. And so I think that's a great idea, a great tip that you're, you're bringing, not just for our sanity and the moments that it's creating, but also to pass that down to the next generation. Yeah, to help model that to our, right. to our kids. Carol, I, I've, I'm a pastor, so I want to get practical here. Yeah. I mean, we have, uh, we have moms who are really looking for affirmation. They're looking for acceptance online. I mean, they, they're not feeling like they're a good mom. They're not feeling brilliant or brave in their parenting. That's why we, we named this podcast what we did. Um, so what what can a mom do who's struggling to find uh, that support, that encouragement? Maybe her parents are far away or she's, she's estranged from them. What practical advice can you give that mom? Do they need to pull off of social media, take a break? Or, you know, what, what can they do to sort of stop that envy comparison, you know, syndrome that can happen in social media? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I tell young moms, I I have this list of emotionally healthy habits for moms. Mm. One of them is, one of my tips is do life in community. Um, And social media is not community. Social media is technology. And, you know, in, in times past, there were quilting bees or barn raisings or church dinners. And, and today we've replaced all of that with Facebook and Instagram. So if, if you find that the the green monster of envy creeping up on you, yeah, shut it down for a while. But more importantly than that is find a community. Find a small group that you can do life with, whether it's mops or the women's Bible study at church. Hey, I am a church girl, and I'm all about connecting in the local body of Christ. And what I tell young moms is this. And when you find your group, when you find your tribe, and please find one, make sure that it's not just young moms, because Titus 2 says the older women Mm -hmm. are supposed to teach the younger women to love their husbands 
to love their children and to be keepers of the home. And that word keepers does not mean housekeeping. It means to guard your home. Um, and so there's a there's a role for the voice of somebody like me in this tribe of women. You know, I love the story of that Old Testament king. I think it was Jeroboam, Solomon's son. And, and when Solomon died and Jeroboam became king, he listened to his father's advisors, but then he shut them down. And he went to his own peer group and he only listened to his friends. And he was king for 17 years. And the nation of Israel was at war the entire time he was king. And I really think that, that if he had listened to the voices of the older generation, he would have left a different legacy. So, you know, we live at a time in history where young people don't want to listen to us. But listen, if you were going to play at Carnegie Hall, you wouldn't want to be tutored by somebody who could only play chopsticks. If if you wanted to be an Olympic athlete, you wouldn't train with somebody who'd only walked around the block one time. No, you'd find someone who had done it as a lifetime experience. And so I say to young moms, find your tribe, find your group. Again, whether it's mops or a women's Bible study or Invite them to your home, my goodness. But make sure that you invite an older mom or two because you need them for emotional and spiritual stability. Mm, yeah. And I would also, uh, we have something going on in our church that is is dealing with exactly what you're talking about, and that is just the the relationship between the older and the, and the younger. I think there is something, speaking to the older moms out there, grandmothers, there is actually something to be gained by the energy of the younger ones. And so it's, I think the way God created this is reciprocal because there is insight and there is energy from the younger group that will, even though the, the older go in as if they're teachers and they are, there is something to be gained and there is wisdom to be learned just by that community of older and younger that wouldn't you say that that's true? Like as a, as, as a, an older person going into, I know for me, talking to some millennials, I, I don't relate to everything. But when I let my guard down and just go into a, a conversation and I don't have a prejudice against the younger, I actually learn. I walk away going, you know what? They're not all crazy. They're not all like whatever it is, you know, add your prejudice. There's something for us as the older people to gain from the younger observations. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. You know, so I'm 63 years old. I feel 28, but I really am 63. <laughs> but my best friends are girls in their 30s. <laughs> um, and I love what they add to my life. I, I love um, the, the things that they teach me. And they listen to me and I listen to them. And I think it's very, very healthy. It, yeah. It's a healthy lifestyle in the church. For, for us to to connect with one another, the different generations, mm. um, you know. So I know I know we need youth group. I, I know we need a group for senior citizens. I, I know we need a married couples group. I get all that, and I agree with that. And my husband's been a pastor for forty years, and and we've done all that too. But I think we do ourselves a disservice when we forget what power happens when the generations blend. Yeah. It, it's a real sweet atmosphere. And my goodness, isn't that what family is meant to be? That the grandparents and the parents and the teenagers and, and the preschoolers all celebrate one another's company? Mm -hmm. 
isn't that family at its finest? Yeah, I really believe well that. Yeah, I, as a as a pastor, I would, I can only endorse everything you just said completely with huge bold italic font. Um, I, I think the the idea of trying to get through parenting alone is a disaster. Yes. And so uh, when you bump into pride, you sort of, it's difficult for a mom to get help until she's willing to accept, I need help. Um, and I, I think for the parent who is in the middle of the struggle, these are really good ideas. I think you have a lot more than our time allows that you <laughs> would share with our audience. So I want to make sure that we get a good shout out to your website and to uh, the different ministries that you write for and speak to, uh, justjoyministries.com is your home website, but you're also on Uversion. Um, you're uh, also writer for Charisma Magazine. You have a, yeah. You're also a podcaster um, yes. with Charisma Podcast Network, and you have a radio show as well, Defiant Joy. Is that right? I do, Han. I actually, I've just started a new p- podcast as well called "The Joy of Motherhood." Um, that sort of came out in combination with my new book, "Pass the Joy, Please," um, because I'm just relentless. You know, um, I battled aggressive cancer about four years ago, and, and I wasn't supposed to live. And during that time, a verse that meant a lot to me was Acts 13, 36. And it says, and David, okay, so stop right there. First of all, the Holy Spirit was still talking about David thousands of years after he lived. Think about that for a minute. It says, and David, when he served the purposes of God in his own generation, then he went to sleep. And you see, we all have purposes in our own generation. And if I had been born before the Reformation, I would have been a scribe writing out the Bible on parchment. If I had been born during um, the 1800s, I would have gotten somebody to buy me a fast horse and I would have taken the gospel across the Rocky Mountains. But I am born today to live in the first part of the 21st century. So I will use every bit of advantage that we have to tell the story of Jesus, whether it's blogging or podcasting or radio or the publishing industry. Um, I will do it all for one purpose and one purpose alone to tell the story of Jesus. Hmm. Well, that's that's a beautiful summary to your heart and your ministry and your mission. Uh, We are grateful that you were able to connect with us today and uh, we wish you well. I hope we can uh, follow up and see where you've too. been. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd love to talk with you guys again. It's been a delight. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you so much. Awesome. Okay. Bye, Brad. Bye, Robert. Bye. Bless you. Thank you. iShine is a faith-based ministry and media company that looks and feels a lot like a Christian version of Disney. iShine is more than entertainment. We're the producer of the largest Christian tween TV series in the world, a nationally syndicated radio show, a Nashville-based record label, host to multiple live tours and summer festivals, an interactive website and social media, and a provider of printed and digital devotionals, preteen Bibles, and church curriculums. But more than anything, we're a trusted Christian resource for parents and pastors. You can turn to us for all things Check us out at iShineLive.com. Well, Robert, that was an energetic interview. I loved her. Yeah. She's so, she knows what she's talking about. And you can tell that she has spent time really focusing on how to deliver 
concisely what she's trying to say. Like she's well, she's on it. You know, I noticed at the very end the way she slipped in this little tiny detail that she almost died four years ago yeah, with aggressive right? cancer. And here she is writing about joy. Right. Exactly. I mean, there's a punch there. It was like, okay, so now you have moral authority to talk to me about joy. Exactly. Um, no, I loved her. Can't wait yeah. to have her back. Well, I, I, yeah, we, we talked to her off air. We're definitely going to invite Carol back for season four and talk about some of the other issues that, that she's very passionate about. So, um, including Christmas. So I, I think we'll have, uh, I think we'll have a future in exploring joy with Carol. I, there were a couple of quotes that she said that really caught my attention. Uh, one of those, uh, is don't be shoveling snow when you should be planting flowers. Yeah, I love that. What a great quote, right? Yeah. Understanding the season of life that you're in, right? That the days and weeks are, you know, unending and the years fly by, kind of thing. Yeah, you need to pay attention to to growing, to to planting. She also said uh, to be faithful in the ordinary things to make them extraordinary, and it reminded me of a Mother Teresa quote: "Be faithful in small things, because in them lies your strength." Hmm. Um, And I, you know, there is just this sort of glamorization that happens on social media. You know, where you see only the best and brightest of your day. Yep. You know, and so the woman who, or the man, the family who's just not feeling bright or glamorous or or in any way put together, and they see these images of other moms who appear to have just walked out of a salon. Yeah. And their kids have the latest stuff on and it all matches and their hair's right and there's no sticky stuff on their face. <laughs> and these moms are just going, what am I doing wrong? Right. You know, what, what am I missing? Yeah. Because we're measuring ourselves against people. And it's a fake measurement. Mm-hmm. It's Because that's not real. And it sneaks up on you. I think we have pretty good filters when we see something on Hollywood, right? Yeah. And I think if we open a Glamour or a Cosmo magazine. Of course. Like, I think we have these filters and, and we're like, okay, that's not real. This person isn't really looking like that. And they had a, a team of makeup artists do their hair and make, you know, they, they look amazing. But if you strip all that away, they're probably a lot like me. Mm-hmm. social media is different because we look at that and go, well, that's real. Right. And we don't have the filter really developed that says, Hey, wait, we have to remember that everybody is living a story and it's messy. Yeah. And even, even the highlight reel behind the highlight reel, there's a sink full of dishes. I mean, there, yeah. it's like, we and there were 47 pictures taken that were all deleted until exactly. they got the one that really showed the silhouette they wanted. Right. We all know that. Right. Yeah. I don't do that. No, of course no. you don't. No. I just don't let them take pictures at all. <laughs> um, well, it was. I thought that was a very helpful, you know, the moral authority of being a grandmother, mm-hmm. writing six books, having all this activity. She's very, very obviously articulate. Yes, very. Um, very, very experienced uh, mom. She's a graduate of Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, her husband's been a pastor for 40 years. I mean, this is a sage you know, yeah. this is that wise sage. And so for moms who are young or feel like they don't have that voice in their life, this is a must for yeah. them. Go visit her website. Yeah. Find out where she's speaking. Buy her books. I think the, you'll, you'll be better for it. Yeah, I agree. Well, what a what a blessing she was. And I look forward to, to speaking with her again. You know, uh, just to remind you, we depend on your support. So if you would go to our, uh, really our website, brilliantlybraveparenting.com, you can get any of our uh, podcast guests. You can see their bios, their pictures, you can find their websites, and you can listen to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud or really anywhere. Um, and so we appreciate you going to the website and listening and sharing it with a friend. Yes, we do. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless. 
appearance? Remember, even if you may not feel brilliant or brave, you are. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 13. This podcast is a service of iShine Ministries and the Tween Gospel Alliance, all rights reserved. Donations to Brilliantly Brave are tax deductible at iShineLive.com. Review and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or on our webpage. And read our blog and connect with us at WordPress at BrilliantlyBrave.com. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brilliantly Brave. Have you checked out iShine Connect yet? It plays on your local TBN station every Saturday morning, featuring your favorite iShine artists and personalities. iShine Connect is a TV show that looks at life from a spiritual angle so that all of us can know what to do in a certain situation, at home, at school, with our friends, and have a little fun at the same time. It's visual iShine every Saturday on TBN. It's iShine Connect. What our kids believe is going to define them for a lifetime. According to George Barna, by the age of 13, what a kid believes is what he'll die believing. For parents and for pastors, that's a frightening experience, especially if you've got an 11 or 12 year old. At the iShine Ministries headquarters, this became a huge priority in the last year. We partnered with the Tween Gospel Alliance to bring you a brand new resource known as the Shock and Awe Study Guide. And I'm here with one of the co-founders of this entire program, Robert Beeson. Can you tell us what is the Shock and Awe Study Guide? It is awesome. More than that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The Shock and Awe Study Guide is a super cool thing that either a parent can do with their kid or a youth pastor can do with their students or a children's pastor can do with their students. And here's the cool thing about it. It is apologetics for kids. So it's the really huge evidence and thoughts of apologetics wrapped in a way that is really tangible and simple for kids to understand, answering four primary questions. And they are, what if there's a God? What if the Bible is true? What if Jesus is who he said he was? And what if I'm part of that plan? And we believe if you can answer those four questions and you are drawn through evidence proving those four questions, that really it's gonna it's gonna establish a pretty unshakable foundation of faith. That sounds very helpful, especially if you're a parent or pastor and you're concerned about the condition of your child's faith, what they believe, what the voices of culture are telling them. If that's you and you're interested, go to iShineLive.com and check out in our web store the Shock and Awe Study Guide. It has a digital cloud video base, so it's four studies in a small paperback volume for $9, and it has four videos that go with four studies. It can be done in a weekend, it can be done over a month, or it can be done bi-monthly, however you need it. It is a fantastic resource that I have used as a pastor in my own home church, and I have been impressed. So, check it out. Check it out. Hey, parents and grandparents, this is Zach Fay, creator of Light Gliders, a digital game world of Christian faith and fun. The critical years to impact kids for Christ are before the age of 13, and kids are spending more time digitally connected than ever before. Like Lighters was created to redeem this time and to encourage faith, values, and meaningful conversations among the kids you care about. Visit us today at likelighters.com or download the Like Lighters app. Hi, it's 
Pastor Brad with Brilliantly Brave Parenting, and I am letting you know about a really awesome podcast. If you are a solo parent or you know someone who's solo parenting right now, have I got a podcast for you. Uh, dear friend, co-host of our show, and my partner in crime, Robert Beeson has started something really spectacular. Robert's here in the studio. Tell us about it. Yeah, thanks, Brad. So Solo Parent Society podcast is talking to solo parents out there that are doing it alone. We uh, talk to other solo parents that are out there, talk about their struggles and insights that they've come across, as well as experts in the fields that solo parents deal with the most. I was a single parent for eight years, raising three girls. My co-host was a solo parent raising a boy and a girl also for I think about seven years so together we talk about these different topics and we have great guests either solo parents like I said or experts in the field so it's it's new it's authentic it's real it's raw and it's and it's super fun solo parent society podcast brilliantly brave is supporting and encouraging and endorsing what this is and if you want to check it out it's available what on iTunes yeah everywhere that brilliantly brave is awesome thanks 